Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new podcast episode. Hey, okay, so today I want to talk about um, the new movie, well, the newer movie, Terrifier 2. So, okay, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna spoil it, but I'm trying not to. Uh, you know, I'll let you know now. Spoilers all over this, because I'm probably gonna end up spoiling it, just because my big mouth. Um, but I mean, the movie's available. You can watch it on Amazon Prime, which is where I watched it because I was not going to spend money on that movie. Um, it just wasn't going to happen. I remember watching the first one and being like, okay, this movie's like interesting enough. It's, it's weird. Sure. The acting isn't great. Sure. Whatever. But it's a decent film. I ne- never in a million years that I think they would like, I don't, did this movie go to, I, I don't know if the first one went to theaters. I don't remember that. I remember the acting and that being so bad that I was like, there's no way they're going to like yeah, and so when the second movie came out, which I knew there was going to be a sequel, but I mean, like, when the second movie came out, I did not think they were going to even think to put this movie in a theater, any like, any kind of theater. And so, sure enough, they definitely were like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and put this movie in the theater. And I guess enough people went to go see it. Um, uh, this, uh, this movie, this movie, this movie. So the first one was already ridiculous, right? The first one was already a ridiculous movie. Um, but then the sequel decided hey, we're going to just go boss of the wall. We don't care. We already know the first one was ridiculous. We already know it was already over the top. So let's just, let's just make things worse. Let's just go crazier. And I don't mean worse in a bad way. I just mean worse than like, yep, okay, these things are happening. And that's, that's terrifier too. I just, at one point in this movie, I'm like, this movie's so stupid and so bad, but not in, not in a, like, I say, I, I know words like stupid and bad, they're they're bad words but i don't mean that in in a sense that this movie is a horrible movie i mean it in a way that's like sure (laughs) things are already bad enough and stupid enough that i will just accept whatever the fuck i'm watching because why not this is not okay so if you're a fan of like horror movies that make a little more sense not that they're completely you know you know uh realistic um because most slasher horror films are not um they're full of people that would do things that are kind of stupid um or to very stupid and so if you're looking for more of that don't watch terrifier don't don't if you're like a fan of like let's say the scream franchise don't go into terrifier thinking you're about to watch a movie like scream where people don't make the best decisions that is but might make smarter decisions than what's going on in this this movie is just a lot um and but it's great like I I really loved a lot of the scenes in this it's it's so graphic like if you thought the first movie had a lot of overkill there's one kill specifically in the first movie that I'm like that's that's a lot happening here uh with the blonde girl when she was hung upside down and stuff that was a lot that was a lot to watch and a lot to take in um because I, I'm not into that kind of gore for the most, most, most times I'm not into that kind of gore. I, I don't like disgusting gore. Like I'm fine with like, Scream has just the right amount of gore and they do it in a way that looks really painful and just like, ah, this movie is just like, how do we just get to the point of no return gore? And that's exactly what you're getting in Terrifier 2. You're getting the kind of gore that's like, okay, yeah, okay. This is just ridiculous. Um... A, a few of the death scenes in this were just, I mean, all of them were crazy, but like a few of them, I'm like, this went to a theater? Like, I, I understand that, like, it, like, I, that's, that's the thing. It, like, cause Scream has been so, for, for those of you who don't know, Scream in the past and other movies too, but mainly Scream, have been put into, um, it, 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 uh, 
movie, you know, movie studios and well, movie theaters and just the U.S. government in general have really put Scream um, into a box of what it can and cannot do and what it can and cannot show in theaters, which is why Scream 3 and Scream 4 were made the way that they were and had to be less gory because at the time they were being made, they were some things were too gory for the movie theaters. After the success of Screams 1 and 2, they were like, hey, you're doing a lot and it, no. And so we can't have this happening. It's just too much gore. And so when I watch movies like Terrifier 2, I'm like, we really have come a very long way from from when Screams 3 and 4 were being told, you can't have this because, oh my God, does this movie just do a lot. And there's some, some homages to other horror films in this movie. In fact, one of the death scenes that takes place in like a bedroom, I dare say is an homage to Scream 4. Like that's exactly what, it, like specifically the death of Olivia is what it feels like. That that particular scene feels like a, an homage to that. And there were other homages too. There was like a little bit of like, a, 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 a little bit of words, hello. And I know what you did last summer kind of thing with uh, with uh, Helen Shimmers, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, when she's like running from, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ben Willis, whatever the fuck, when she's running from him and it's like this whole scene of, will she make it, won't she make it? Um, and she's trying to get to the final girl and trying to like regroup. That's exactly what happens in this film. Um, which makes, I guess, two nods to that particular chase scene. Uh, Cause there's even kind of like that in Scream 6 in the opening is a little bit of a like homage to like the Helen Shimmers character sort of with that, that death scene. So I thought it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the death in this, the death scenes in this are insane. And what pisses me off about this movie, but also makes me laugh, like this movie made me hate it, but love it at the same time. Um, that particular death scene, the one in the room, like that girl was like, I mean like butchered, butchered, like butchered, butchered, right? And so clearly she's dead, right? She's clearly dead. She's been through the ringer, like the top of her head is off. It's just, it's bad, 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 bad. It's just bad. Um, but her mom comes home, which I kind of loved and hated. There's something about, like, a parent finding their child dead that is so traumatic and so sad and so all of these things. And so I was feeling for her mom. But then I remember what movie I was watching, and I'm like, see, this isn't like Scream. If it was like Scream, Scream would, like, another kind of movie franchise would make this definitely more of a somber moment where you, like, I will never forget the Scream from Casey's mom in, in Scream 1. That's what makes me hate the opening sequence so much is because of all the shit Casey goes through. Because we don't know Casey. She seems to be a decent person and she gets just brutally murdered and her parents coming home and she's like right there at the cusp of seeing her parents. And you're thinking, oh my God, she's going to be safe in a few seconds. And she doesn't. She's not safe. And then you just see how her parents react to her not being there and being worried and being on the phone. And you kind of get that for a moment in this movie with, with the mom of, of one of the girls. And then you remember, wait, I'm watching Terrifier and this movie's just going to be ridiculous. So I like it just kind of when you remember it just kind of pulls you out of it and of course like mom comes into the room and he's just like still mutilating the body which should be completely deceased by now and then surprise she's not dead and her last words are like mommy or mom or whatever and again it should be a sad moment but it's so ridiculous that you're just like nobody survives that this is this is ridiculous the fact that she's even still alive at this point like what is going on so I don't know. It was it was a moment that like it, it's definitely stuck with me because again it's it's 
going back to that, like, I don't know why I cannot, like, I, those kind of scenes where, like, a parent is finding their kid dead, it's really sad to me, because, I mean, I'm not a parent, obviously, but, like, still, like, it's just that moment of, like, that's, the, that's, like, the worst thing in life, right, is, like, you're, and especially when your child is murdered, that's, like, the worst thing in life to have to, to see, but this movie is so ridiculous that, like, it sort of takes you out of that, which is kind of nice, because, I hate scenes like this. I hate when parents, like, I hate scenes. I just hate them. I hate them. Um, and so this is one of those scenes, but in a way that's almost comedic. Because you're just like, did she really just speak? <laughs> she's been, no, she, no, she, no, she, she's dead, dead. Like, what do you, come on. But it, that's the kind of movie this movie is. It's just like, it's so ridiculous that it's like, yeah. This movie will do that. This like honestly, I'm surprised the severed heads don't talk. Except for oh wait, at the end one does. So again, it's all well, not does, but like it doesn't talk, but it definitely still moves and like whatever. It's just this movie was just like, how do we be ridiculous? How? There's a lot of weird shit in this movie. There's like, oh my god, there's so many weird things in this movie. And this movie I think takes a place a year after the events of the first one. Um, so it, it's only like a year later, even though the films were obviously shot so many years apart. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. Actually, one of the, the main actors of the first Sleepaway Camp, which if you have not seen Sleepaway Camp, watch that movie. It's such an iconic film. It's another film. Sleepaway Camp is like another really shocking movie in a way because like it's about kids at a camp. And a lot of the kids in the camp are like younger than the Friday the 13th kids. They're like, like children children and seeing them get like some of them get murdered off is like oh my god like they're, they're killing kids i'm so used to like teenagers dying but kids is, it's different it's different it's different and sleepaway camp i mean they're like pre-teens to teens in sleepaway camp that's pretty much but like seeing them die off was kind of like oh, this is bad this is kind of sad actually a little bit a little bit um but it's also done in kind of like a silly way just like this movie kind of kind of a little bit i would say sleepaway camps two and three are more silly on this level of silly um and then i'm trying to think of another scene that really was just like what there's a scene where um so the main girl in the story um her and her brother and their mother are like coping with the death of the father who i guess killed himself the year before in the car accident or something like that the father used to be an artist and for whatever reason drew pictures of the terrifier and other things too like the clown and other things too um but he also like drew a, a picture of his daughter or some like warrior coming in like this like very amazon looking outfit with a with wings or whatever so the daughter like was obsessed with the drawing or something or she was just obsessed with whatever and she just kind of built her own costume um with the wings and all and this sword that i guess he gave her this like really cool sword or some shit Pay attention because the sword is going to come back later. So anyway, he builds her this, like, costume. Oh, no, he doesn't build it. He drew this picture that I don't think she ever saw. Her younger brother is um, in school. He's in, like, high school or middle school, whatever. But he's kind of, like, I don't want to say disturbed, but he's got some issues with him. And so, like, the, the sister and the mom are kind of worried about him. He goes to school one day, and I'm, I'm like, cutting off parts of the story, by the way. I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not telling the story in order or accurately, so forgive me. Um, anyway, um, he ends up going to school one day with some friends and they see uh, this dead, like, possum or whatever, and they start, like, messing with the possum. He's like, don't do that, leave it alone, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then 
he goes to class or whatever, and he starts seeing, like, this little girl, this little ghost girl. So, anyway, okay, so Terrifier took a child from this, like, abandoned circus. He took this kid, and no one knows what happened to her, or or she was murdered or some shit like that. And now people are seeing this apparition, apparition of this little girl. And the terrifier sees her, and you think she's real for a moment, and then you realize, no, she's a figment of his ma- imagination or some shit, but it's a little girl that he took from the circus. So it, it does have, like, a little bit of it. And mind you, I'm not telling you the story in order. I'm just kind of telling you what the, the basic synops- synopsis is of this part of the movie. Um, and so, yeah, the, people see this little girl, and she sometimes has, like, possessed eyes, and sometimes she doesn't. It's very strange. Um, but anyway, so... The sister, uh, the little boy gets sent home from, from school because he's, like, walking down the hall and he sees the terrifier and, like, him and the little ghost girl are playing with the guts of the fucking, uh, possum. It's really gross. I, ugh, I hate that part. I only hate that part because I hate when they make things look, like, slimy and cheesy because I'm like, I love cheese. Don't make things look like cheese. This is nasty. I'm, it looks like spaghetti and I, I, I like spaghetti. So don't, don't fuck with spaghetti, okay? I like it. It's good. Well, anyway, I probably won't have that for a, a few more days until I... I stopped thinking of this movie. Um, unless I watch it again, which I probably will. Anyway, so they throw the insides of the fucking thing at the boy and the principal sees. And the principal is the, the lady from Sleepaway Camp. That's why I brought it up earlier. She is the, the principal. And she's like, your son is crazy. So she sends him home. The sister has these two friends that they're all going. So the movie's taking place on Halloween night. They're all going to a Halloween party or whatever. Um, and so the sister like starts freaking out. Her room the night before was set on fire. She had this dream that kind of puts her in like a it Pennywise sequence where like all these kids are playing instruments and stuff and the terrifiers in this room and he just ends up killing all these people in this room. It's a dream sequence. So it's kind of weird, but it comes back later. Um, but she was, like, you know, dreaming that she's in this cartoon kid show. And then, like, this little kid is eating, a, like, a, a bowl of cereal that's, like, Apple Jacks. But it has, like, crickets. And it also has, like, uh, fucking pieces of uh, uh, razor blade in it. And he's eating it. And it's just, like, it, that scene could have been so much worse than it was. And I'm so glad it wasn't as bad because it's terrifying. Like, I, like <laughs> literally, like, I... The idea of, like, I mean, who didn't grow up, or maybe you didn't, but I did, grew up with the, the rumor or, like, the notion that people would put, like, razor blades in candy, specifically in, like, apples. Someone offered you apples, don't eat it because there might be a razor blade inside, which I thought was insane, but, like, I guess that's happened before or some shit, or maybe it's an urban legend, I don't know. But I grew up with that, with that ideology of, like, some candy might have razor blades in it, don't swallow it because you'll die. So that really, like, sets me off. Like, I was like, oh, God. And that scene could have been so much worse, but it wasn't, thank God. But, like, yeah, it could have been, oh, my God. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, ooh, no. That's, like, and this movie does that. It does that pretty well of, like, like for at least for people like me who grew up with a lot of this kind of stuff, it kind of makes you cringe a little bit Um, at just the, the thought of that. Like, I've seen other movies do it, too. I'm like, oh, God, razor blades in the throat. No, thanks. Or bugs in food. Oh, God, no. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Um... Yeah, it's nasty. Anyway, so she has this dream sequence. He's running around killing people and shit. And like, um, but she wakes up and that's what ends up setting the thing on fire. Cause she has like candles over by her, her like wall unit underneath the wings, which is a dumb idea, but she blew them all out. So there's no reason why this happened, but something supernatural occurs and there's a fire. So anyway, mom gets pissed, starts blaming her. The sword though is magically okay. Like, Like a coating of it came off, but other than that, it's good. Anyway, so 
her terrifier ends up going to this costume shop, the same costume shop they're going to because she, her wings burn. She has to go get new wings. And uh, while they're in the costume shop, the terrifier obviously is in there messing with her. The guy that owns the store is like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Leave her alone, blah, blah, blah. Um, so everyone leaves the store except for, of course, the terrifier who's walking around town with a trash bag. And I'm just like, how is he getting into stores with this trash bag? Like, who's letting you inside the store with a trash bag? I don't know, but I know people let that happen on public buses, which makes me question things like, why are people walking around with fucking trash? I, I get it. It could be your luggage, whatever, but still, no, fuck that. Uh, anyway, so, and his, of course, his magic bag has literally everything he fucking needs in any kind of moment, including acid, which I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? Anyway, so he ends up killing the store owner in this really ridiculous, over-the-top way. Like, this movie is really like, hey, blood, guts, gore. That's what we're going to give you all day long. So you're going to see a lot of decapitation in this movie, a lot of ridiculous shit in this movie. That's what you're going to see. That's what you're getting from start to finish. Just buckle up. If you like gore, this movie's for you. That's all I got to say. Um, gore and bad acting, this movie's for you. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he ends up killing the store owner. Um, and then I think we cut to like Halloween, like Halloween scene where everyone's like getting their candy ready and stuff and like the girl's getting ready to go party her brother is obviously grounded now because mom thinks that he killed that rodent and like like she even told the mom the night before this happened she's like I am worried about my brother you should be worried too and the mom's like no you're tripping leave him alone he's fine um and then the next day what happens happens and now the mom is like you were so right about him he's so trash and I'm like dude like he's telling you he didn't do this like you actually have no evidence that he did do this like relax like the mom like sometimes is really overbearing and over the top and like I couldn't decide for majority of the movie whether I liked her or not it was very much like I want to like you but I don't like you and that was like it was hard it was like I could I kind of feel for her you know she's a single mom raising these kids by herself I know yes I am making this kind of like you know real world scenario ish but that's kind of like Again, you just, you kind of feel for, I, at least I did, I kind of felt for the mom, because like, she is doing this by herself, like, her kids aren't, like, the daughter's fine, I guess, there's nothing really wrong with her, the son is, the son really isn't even that much of a problem either, like, they just kind of, I, I don't know, but, but the mom is, like, she goes from being, like, chill in some scenes to just, like, okay, you're, you're doing a lot, but I guess her kids kind of are too, I don't know, anyway, so... Yeah, um, we cut to, like, the Halloween scene, and her friend is, like, at home giving out Halloween candy by herself, and the Terrifier's van pulls up for whatever reason to her house. Oh, she was at the store. She was at the store with her friend, with the main girl. Um, they were at the store together, I think, looking at Halloween costumes or something. So, anyway, she's gonna be home for a little bit, giving out Halloween candy, and then I assume going to this party, too, and, um, that's when the Terrifier comes, He's like, I want candy. And she's like, no, I'm not giving it to you. You're too old for it. And he, she's like, you know, he keeps coming back to the house where so she gets irritated. And she's like, what can I do to get you to go away? And basically he's like, if you give me candy, I will leave. Like, obviously without saying it, because we all know he doesn't talk. But that's kind of what the, what the premise of that situation is. Is like, if you give me candy, I will leave you alone. So she's like, fine. And she just, of course, just throws candy at him, which I'm like... Why would you do that? You're already terrified of this guy. Why would you throw something at him? Like, what made you think this was gonna be a good scenario? A good ending for you? So anyway, she throws the candy at the guy and he then like, oh, he goes away or whatever. And then she notices later on that her house has been broken into, which I'm like, who doesn't hear that? Who doesn't have an alarm system in 2022? Cause at the time that's what it was. But also like, who doesn't hear 
glass breaking in their house. Like, a whole side, like, screening door. You know, or sliding door. So she doesn't notice that. Um, and then she sees that he's in the house. And there's this, like, shake sequence of the stairs and all this stuff. And that's when he kills her in her room. And again, it's very, very, very violent. Very over the top. Very ridiculous. As all the kills are in this movie but I think this is the top one this is like the top kill in this movie because it's just so fucking ridiculous um and I think at the time he's killing her her friend is getting ready for the Halloween party or whatever I don't know anyway that's when mom comes home a little bit later sees that oh my god my daughter is dead there's a body you know her body's in her in the house for whatever reason because some time is, is passed so the clown is still in the house for whatever reason and then kills mom off screen um, and then we cut two kids going to the house to get some candy. And then he gives out the candy in the mom's head. And everyone's like, oh, it looks so real. It looks so cool. But it's slimy. And I'm like, you guys, are you fucking, like, are you, who did this movie? Whatever. Anyway, so back at the girl's house, the main girl's house, there's a fight between the mom and the brother. The brother um, is like, you know, you're such a bee mom. And she slaps him. And he runs away because, of course, he does. Um, and he ends up seeing the Terrifier's truck close to their house or some junk. He also sees a little clown girl inside. He's been seeing them pretty much all day. Like, he sees one, then he sees the other. The sister goes out to a party, and her fr- her other friend is there with her boyfriend, who we finally meet in this scene. And we find out that, like, they're drinking. And then she's also been, she slipped her best friend some drugs. So her best friend, uh, the main girl, is now on drugs without knowing she's on drugs. She's like, I'm having a good time. I'm having so much fun. And that's when her best friend decides to tell her, oh, yeah, it's because you're on drugs. Like, who does that? And, like, honestly, like, her friends, it's weird. Like, well, not the other girl, but this one, it's like you go from really liking her to being like, I don't like you. Like, sometimes movies do that. They just change characters out of nowhere, like their personalities, to make them unlikable so so they can kill them off. So it's like, okay, I was rooting for you. Now I'm not. I don't like you. And that's what this friend kind of becomes. She kind of goes back and forth between being a cool friend to a bad friend. And even the boyfriend at one point was like really chill. You kind of liked him. And then he kind of turns into a douchebag when they all have to go to like the final showdown. He just kind of becomes whatever. And I'm like, you guys wrote this weird. Like at one point I was rooting for him and the main girl after the the best friend kind of became a jerk. I was rooting for them. But then he goes back to like not even giving a shit about the main girl. Like, and I'm just kind of like, okay, obviously movie needs you to die soon. So they're going to take any kind of charm you have away from you because you're about to die. Um, so anyway, long story short, um, they go to the Halloween party, whatever. Uh, the brother is now, oh, so at the same time as all this is happening, um, there's like, like a family down the street or whatever that likes to egg cars and stuff. And, and so the mom is always like, park the car inside the garage. Otherwise people are going to vandalize the car. So her car ends up getting vandalized and being put in the garage. She can hear the garage door opening. So she assumes it must be the sun. When she goes outside, she sees the cars, of course, have been vandalized. So she's pissed and she's calling the daughter like, your brother's going to be in trouble. I'm going to kill him. And like the daughter's like, he wouldn't do that. Like, I don't think it's him, whatever. So the mom's out in the garage. She's kind of cleaning the stuff off of the car and she's pissed. This is the main girl's mom, by the way. And she's pissed. And um, she wipes down the window and she finds... The Terrifier's been sitting inside the, har- the car the whole time. So she freaks out for a second, and then he pulls up a shotgun, and he blasts her head off. 
yeah, you heard it here first. He kills the mom. The mom dies, which I didn't think she was going to live throughout this whole thing. So it like, it didn't like it surprised me. And then it didn't because I was like, "Uh, I figured she died. Like that was, that was kind of a given. I guess it's just like, I didn't figure she, she died that way. So he like, again, he blasts her head off. The son comes home and he sees that his mom's sitting at the dinner table with her head blasted off. Like, you know, so the terrifier comes in the room. He's serving like mashed potatoes and like an apron and he just shoves it into her like open hole in her face. And of course it's gross and ridiculous. And ugh, I hate, ugh, my God, I hate when movies do that. Like, why do you have to mix food with gore? It's just so gross. I don't know. Maybe because I'm fat. Like, I don't like it because I'm fat and defensive. I don't know. Anyway, um, so that happens. He kidnaps the brother. And then there's a call made to the sister by the brother that I'm kidnapped. You need to come come pick me up from the circus. Like, you need to come there because that's where they've taken me. And, like, the best friend is like, no, it's a trap. I don't believe your brother. He's not there. And she's like, no, I believe it. It's definitely him. Well, the call was made by the little ghost girl who apparently can make phone calls even though she's dead. So... What the fuck she is, I don't know. But then again, what is his terrifier? Nobody really, like, he's obviously some superhuman thing that can't die. So I, I, I'll, I'll accept this. I'll accept this because what choice do I have? So anyway, sister and friends get to the place and they have an argument because sister's like, you drugged me. How dare you? Thought we were best friends. And the best friend's like, I did it for you, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of you being depressed and sad all the time. And she's like, bro, my dad died last year. Like he killed himself. You know how he died. So why are you like, she even goes into this whole explanation of how the father died to the boyfriend, the, the, the best friend, not her herself. She didn't tell the boyfriend anything, but the best friend decides to spill her guts to the boyfriend. And like, after hearing how the dad died and what happened, she even goes like, you know, she's holding up really well considering what happened, but I'm thinking, okay, you say all that, but then you're like, I'm so tired of you being depressed and doom and gloom. You know that her father killed himself last year in a really horrific accident. Like, what what do you mean? Like, are you nuts? Like, but that's what I mean. Like, sometimes the, the logic in this movie doesn't make any sense and it just goes completely out of the window. Anyway, they get there. The sister's like, I'm going to go find my brother. And the best friend's like, nope, stay with us. And she's like, no, I'm going to go find him. Fuck y'all. So she does. She goes to leave. And then they decide this is the perfect time for them to do cocaine and have sex. And it's just like... Huh? So before they get down to business, he decides... By the way, the girlfriend has already been drinking. She's on Molly, a little bit of Molly, but she's on Molly and now cocaine. So she's just doing a cocktail of the bullshit. So anyway, he goes out to pee and his shirt, by the way, says just the tip. That's that's his costume. I forgot what hers is. It's like like a, like a, a sexy like Danish outfit or Swedish outfit or whatever the fuck. Anyway, so he goes outside to do his business. And of course, it's this long scene where you just know the terrifier is going to show up because why wouldn't he? Um, and then on the side of the window, on, uh, she sees that there's like written on the side is just a tip. And she's like, why is that written there when that's clearly on his shirt? Terrifier comes and of course, slashes off the guy's genitals and like just continuously stabs him, which he could actually still be alive because he like... You don't actually see his death scene. You see that he pulls out some stuff of him, but considering the the crazy logic in this movie, who's to say he's actually dead? He might've survived. Maybe he leaves one victim alive every time. I don't know. Anyway, so we get back to that. Um, The girlfriend is now being chased and she's looking for her best friend. Like, hey, let's get out of here, blah, blah, blah. Um, Only to be killed by the terrifier in this like Halloween, uh, this this, uh, clown thing. So if you don't like clowns, you're gonna hate this movie because oh my gosh, there's so many like 
doll and clown references in this film, but particularly in this maze, this at this abandoned like carnival circus thing. Um, so anyway, the sister sees the brother who's like all like doped up and stuff because the terrifier like knocked him out or whatever. Um, and so she's trying to get him back. Her best friend is like murdered in front of her face. Like it's, I don't know. Th this scene kind of bothers me too because like they make it seem like the best friend is trapped in this room with the terrifier and there's no way out for her. So that's why she dies there. They're like, yeah, she's been injured, but she can still run. So anyway, he kills her. And then the best friend appears out of the side where the friend could, like, if she had run, she probably would have made it through. So it's like, wait a minute. You made it seem like in one shot that this was a closed door and this girl had nowhere else to go. And it was just her up against the wall. That's not even the case. She could have just kept running. And would, if she just ran to the, to the left of the room, there would have been a place for her to get out because the best friend just comes right in the room to see her friend's dead body. So you kind of like, yeah, it, it kind of like, I don't know. This movie just... That part kind of took me out. No, this is that was dumb. That was really dumb. She could have. There were other ways to get out of this area. She basically just kind of gave up for no reason because, like, she wasn't that badly injured at that point that she couldn't stop running. So anyway, she gets killed, and the best friend is uh, or the main girl is now fighting off the terrifier, who's also fighting with her brother, and her and her brother just proceed to get their asses beat. Like they fight back, of course, but like she like. They go through a lot. I have to say, like, this 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 main girl, she goes through some shit in this movie. Like, she definitely doesn't just, like, you know, I, I don't know. She goes through a lot. And at this point, there's still, like, a good 30 minutes left. That's why I was like, why is there so much film left? Like, this movie should have been over 10 minutes ago. What's going on? But they keep going through this back and forth between the two of them because she's meant to, like, save him. The dad drew her as if she's, like, this, like, you know, warrior Amazon woman that's going to come and kill the Terrifier. So there's a lot of back and forth between the two of them, of them getting away from the Terrifier and then him coming back and just continuously beating them bloody and stuff. It's just ridiculous. At one point, he ends up, like, pushing her down this... this he stabs her uh, with her sword and then pushes her down this, like... Uh, dark hole which ends up leading her into this like um what like into basically like a watery pool like almost like a shower that's filled up to the top like you know those glass showers that that you have to open the door to that um and so she's like drowning and she's seeing the dead bodies of the kids from that show that she was thinking of so i don't know if this part was in her mind or not i'm not quite sure i don't really know um anyway she ends up dying at some point because she's like she drowns in the water and then the brother is like being attacked by uh terrifier or art the clown only for the sword to start lighting up red colors like it just lights up red and then the sword's magic and its power saves her it actually ends up like op uh, closing up her wound and she ends up coming out of this this pit that she's in to kill the terrifier before he can kill her brother and like it's just this like every time she's about to kill him I'm like kill him kill him but I realize that there's really no way for her to do that because he's apparently immortal so you can't anyway she ends up coming back to life saving her brother chopping the terrifier's head completely off um the little clown girl from before ends up like taking his head and just kind of disappearing in this like dark corner but before she does that though she takes his head up to her ear and like it whispers something to her with like her possessed eyes and they look at the brother and the sister and i'm thinking in this moment there's a transaction being made think back to halloween ends when michael myers like touches Corey, and they have this exchange 
that's what I thought was happening in that moment. Maybe I'm wrong, but who knows? Terrifier 3 might might be some other shit. Because, by the way, the brother has the Terrifier's costume at home because he was going to wear that for Halloween, but he got in trouble. And so they decided, like, he couldn't wear it. Um, but that's what I thought. And I honestly thought at some point in the movie they were alluding to the Terrifier being their father because their father just kind of goes nuts one day and just, like, doesn't come home or something. Or he, he burns to death, allegedly. So, I don't know. There was some weird shit going on with that part of the story. I couldn't really follow it because it was just weird. It would just come back at the most inconvenient times. Anyway, um, so that's what happens with that. And, you're like I said, you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, he's obviously going to be the Terrifier in the next movie. Like, the Terrifier is passing the torch to this kid who has the costume. So, it wouldn't... And he's, you know, he's not been a victim of his. So, it wouldn't take much for him to snap and, like, just become a new Terrifier. Anyway... We go back to the, the events of the first film for a second at the very end. Like, there's an end, an end cut scene, sorry. And um, we see that Victoria, the girl that survived the first movie, the sister, that even though she's badly bruised, she survived, and she's in the mental hospital now. Well, I she's giving birth to something. And she writes Art the Clown and Victoria forever, whatever, on, like, her, her mental ward wall. Um... And we see that she's giving birth. And so the, like, the nurse comes in, the night nurse comes in to check on her. Chris Jericho, the wrestler, by the way, is in this scene, which I thought was totally random. Um, but comes to check on her, only to find that she's holding something. And you're thinking, like, what is she holding? Like, a baby? It's not a baby. She's giving birth to Art's head. Art's severed head. I don't know why, but she's giving birth to Art's head. So not only did she fall in love with the clown, apparently, but she's giving birth to his head. So I don't know. And that's how the movie ends completely. So brother and sister get away for now. Yay. Um, And she's now this like sort of like Amazon warrior, angel, uh, devil slaying thing. Um, And Art's head is there with his, I guess, lover, Victoria, who's gone crazy to the point where now she's in love with the guy that killed her sister and nearly killed her. So yeah, that's that's the ending of that movie. Um, I'm glad the brother and sister got away because obviously in the first film, you know, the main girl that you think is going to get away doesn't get away. So I'm glad that like that didn't happen in this film because um, I was, I, you know, I, I mean, at one point I, I was honestly like, wait a minute, I don't care if she dies or not. Like I stopped caring about the brother and sister. I'm like, you know, you've been through so much in this film now that you can die. I, I don't care. And, like, I was fine with that. I was like, okay, I can I can leave this movie being fine because it's so ridiculous that I don't care who dies or who lives anymore. But then when that sword... Because at one point I was like, okay, well, she's dead. The brother can barely fight for himself. He's getting... Like, his leg is getting bit off pretty much. Like, he should be losing so much blood that he's dying at this point. So it doesn't really matter. This is how the movie's going to end. The Terrifier's going to get away. Whatever, yada, yada. When the sword brought her back to life... <laughs> I was like, you know what? I've been through so much in this movie that I don't even care. I don't even care. Fine. Fine. If that's how we're going to do this, fine. But you know what? If she dies, I'm going to be pissed off. If she dies again, I'm going to be pissed off. I, I already accepted that it's fine that she's died. But now that she want to do this, she better come back and fuck him up. And she does, which is good. Um, Until the next one, which I don't know what's going to happen with the next one. Maybe it'll be a prequel. Maybe we'll get to know a little bit more about the Terrifier. Because I think a sequel, we would have to bring her back, right? She'd have to come back. Which would kind of suck if she ends up dying in the sequel. I don't know. But, like, I don't know how many of these movies they're going to make. I don't fucking know. But that's that's that movie. Um, one thing I want to say about this, this film that I have to give it credit for 
the soundtrack. Dude, the soundtrack was right up my alley of music. That's the kind of music I listen to. So I was like, dude, it's getting 80s. It's getting just like, you know, but uh, God, it just, I, there's so many artists I can think of that it gives, like it gives a little bit of Daft Punk, just a splash, not too, too much though. Um, mostly, so I have Sirius XM and there's this channel called Chill and it plays a lot of that kind of music. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the band Canyons, but a lot of the music in this movie gives me Canyons vibes. I love Canyons. They're a really good group, uh, good band. Their song Bad Dream was my song for like two years. For like two years. And I'm still bopping to it in 2023. I'm like, I've been living in a bad dream. And that that band is like so fly. Uh, Purple Sun, I love that song. Uh, what is it called? Only You, I think it's called. Cause I can only be you. Bop. Uh, Goodbye is another one. Come back and work it out with me. What is the other one I like too? Um, Come Alive is good. Um, um, FU, I think it's called FU is good. I forgot what that one is called. Um, another one that they have that I like a lot too. Um, I'm coming back like a hurricane. I'm gonna take higher. I forgot what that one is called. That one is a bop. Um, Tunnel of You is good too. They have a lot of really good songs on that album. So if you listen to the music in Terrifier 2 and you think it slaps, I would listen to um, definitely artists like Canyons. I think Canyons will really get you in that mood, in that groove. Um, Halloween Ends had some good music too that I didn't talk about before. There's some interesting songs in that movie as well. But yeah, the music in Terrifier 2... Man, that shit was slapping. That movie, that music was good. That was my favorite part of the movie, and I'm glad I watched it. It wasn't it wasn't time wasted because the music. Like the music for me really saved this movie from being completely bad. Like, it, but it's it's so bad it's interesting. I'll say that Terrifier too. Like it's so bad that it's interesting. It definitely makes you go like, are you fucking kidding me? But at the same time, like it's it's a music. So if you like things like that, then I think you'll definitely like Terrifier too. Give it a chance. Um, I mean, you don't have to, obviously, but, like, if you're, like, hey, I'm interested, is it any good? I would say it's better than the first one, in my opinion, um, just because I think, like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of gore, but I, I can appreciate it, it, like, you know, to some degree. And so I do appreciate what this movie does to a degree with the gore and stuff. So, um, but again, the music is really good. Some of the scenes were kind of fun to watch. It, it's It's ridiculous as is the first one. But I think this one does a better job of being like, this movie definitely pulls out all the stops. And I think it took a lot of like the hate and negativity people might've had for the first one and said, oh, you thought this was bad? Oh, you thought this was too much? Hey, we're gonna kick it up all the way up, several notches. I don't even know how three could be worse than this. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure it could be. Like, I'm sure, it, I'm sure it will be. If there If there is a three, I'm sure it'll be worse than this. But like, I don't know, this movie just did it did it did things well i will say but like like i said it wasn't a great movie but it was entertaining enough and like it kept my interest yeah there were times i did stop caring a little bit and i was like okay this is boring going on a little bit too long but and it, it was a long movie for what i thought for what it was it was a long movie but um yeah like it definitely kept my interest again there were times i thought things were going a little bit too long the ending took too long to end for sure but um I don't know. Overall, I thought it was a decent film and I thought there were some pretty cool kills in it. Um, I thought there were some funny, fun moments with the clown and just with everyone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it just, it, it did what it did. And I would say if you guys are interested, if you like the first one, I would give this one a watch. Um, if you're just there to watch something that's like stupid fun, 
that's this is the movie for you. If you want something more serious and not ridiculous, then don't watch this movie because that's what this movie is. Um, if you're easily grossed out by things, don't watch this movie because this movie will have gross moments. Um, but that's really it. That's the end of this episode. You can watch this movie now, streaming on Amazon Prime. If you have an Amber, Amber Amazon Prime membership, it's free for you. You don't have to pay extra for it. And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever you're listening to this. And I'll see you soon. Bye.